Tonight, we're unsure if we're reaching you because communications appear to be down, and that usually means only one thing, invasion. If we are reaching you, we'll have more details in the hour. And, Sinar Fleet Systems want to remind you that they still exist. A paid advertisement at 11. <laughs> Welcome back, you alien scum, to another episode of Hoth Topics, a Star Wars podcast. I've heard of them. That's us. That's you and me. Exciting. Uh, who are we? We are a desert-dwelling old crazy hermit, Ian, and a recruit at the Imperial Flight Academy, John. Welcome back, John. Hi, Ian. Good to be back in my yeah. apartment. In your apartment. What I want to talk about right now kind of came about earlier today, and I was listening to fellow podcasters, uh, Tatooine Sons. If you're not familiar with Tatooine Sons, they are a podcast where father and his two sons talk about Star Wars and share their love for the franchise and you get uh, a really cool multi-generational perspective. I think you've listened to one or two of their episodes, correct? This is true. Uh, I haven't listened to all that many. I would say I've listened to half of one. No ill will towards them that I wasn't in the right place to listen to it. And I do like the concept of the show with the multi-generational take on Star Wars. I just, I never got around to listening to it. I have a post on our website, hottopics.com. Excuse me, hottopicspodcast.com, explaining why I can't listen to podcasts while I'm doing a podcast, because I don't want to inadvertently steal material. Well, you might be... I have uh, some issues. That is, that is a very good, that, and that's a fair thing to worry about, because we don't want to accidentally, you know, start taking other people's stuff and just regurgitating it here. However, uh, something came up on their podcast that... That's legitimately what we're doing tonight. Well, it's not what we're doing. No, no, no. It's a completely different... It's just one thing that they said had me spiraling down this rabbit hole of thought, or Sarlacc pit of thought, if you will, that just kind of exploded into a whole thing. They have a section uh, on their podcast where they kind of just ask questions that either they've taken from the community or... Uh, come up with themselves and they just kind of discuss those questions and um it's a really cool podcast and i recommend you check it out if you haven't there one particular question that caught my my eye or ear rather in the last episode was uh is saw guerrera a bad guy they they talked about it and they discussed it and i'm sure we we can discuss it today as well but the thing that i really wanted that that kind of triggered this thought process for me was that question and I started going down this this line of thought that was all about Star Wars originally, when it originally came out, was about the good versus evil, hero's journey, kind of, there's black and there's white, very little gray area in the middle there. You know who the good guys were, you know who the bad guys were, and it, it sort of taught that lesson. And as we've kind of continued our Star Wars journey and things have developed with the times, we've seen that lesson sort of evolve, I think, to kind of reflect some of the modern strifes that we've been dealing with in our era, the current era that we're in, so that those questions, I think, have evolved with the, with the, the times to be less about, okay, there's a lesson about black and white, but We've also started including in Star Wars lessons of the gray area. There are bad guys who sometimes do good things for good or bad reasons, and there are good guys that sometimes do bad things for good or bad reasons. 
And so what that that whole sort of line of inquiry brought me to uh, what are the lessons that you and I have learned from Star Wars? How have they evolved and changed with the franchise? And what do we think that a younger generation can or will get out of the lessons presented in Star Wars. Now, I am a bit of a film and aficionado, by no means a professional of any kind, trying to get there. And John, you're you have uh, a, I've, I've seen movies. You've seen movies, and you're also uh, a history en- enthusiast and a bit of a military history enthusiast as well. So I was thinking, maybe we can kind of use those sort of viewpoints and are growing up with Star Wars to kind of talk about this subject. What do you think? Uh, could be could be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. Maybe. 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 So, one of the things that I, I want to point out straight right off the bat is that no matter what you're watching, what you're absorbing in popular culture, there's always going to be an underlying message behind it. That's just how art works. Like my intention here is not to go super like I don't want to go political in any direction. What I want to point out is that there are messages in every art form that the artists put in that art form even if you know that that message is there is no message that's still a message mm-hmm. and that's getting pretty meta and doesn't really apply to star wars there's always going to be an underlying underlying message and that message is almost always affected by what the time period is that the film was made in or the 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 media was made in we'll use film since this is you know kind of a film and tv discussion so uh, a, a great example would be during during the Great Depression, theaters started pumping out escapism fantasy films with these messages of hope and triumph that were used as an as an escape for the people um, living in that harsh time uh, to kind of you know get over the what's ha- what was happening in their reality, which was this you know economic collapse. Uh, we got, that's why we have the Wizard of Oz. That's why the Wizard of Oz exists today. It was a film that was made to the, the, provide an escape for this audience, uh, at this time. And if we go farther into the future, you know, you look at any decade, uh, and you'll see, you know, trends, uh, that kind of connect to the the time period at hand and what what society's messages are to people uh so i guess the the reason i'm i'm pointing that out is that star wars has those uh star wars was is certainly influenced by the time period uh that it's made the prequels have slightly different messages than the originals the sequels have slightly different messages than the prequels and so on and so forth so what what kind of uh, do you, does does anything pop out at you in terms of uh, kind of what what the difference is in some of the messages that we've and some of the lessons that we think are being taught in Star Wars at this time? Mm. Well, the uh, the original trilogy uh, or the post prequels, as I like to call them. Um. <laughs> Because so um, <laughs> uh, everyone thinks it's a prequel or the sequel, so it's the post prequel. 
or the pre-sequel. Um, <laughs> like the enemy in that was a tyrannical government mm-hmm. that was controlling everything with this iron grip that needed to be resisted. Something very sim- like familiar to any American citizen growing up and reading about the beginning of our our own revolution against England. I don't I don't think the Rebel Alliance had any taxation problems, <laughs> uh, but it was kind of a similar thing here of overthrowing a what they believe to be a tyrannical uh, system. The prequels, if we just look at the Republic. As, as as it stands by itself, not not so much with the story of Anakin on Tatooine and stuff. It right. doesn't really apply to the discussion. We we didn't have that tyrannical government in this one, but we did have the political intrigue of of a failing government, one that was so wrapped up in its own bureaucracy that it couldn't see what was happening. Right. Lost my train of thought on that one because uh, I started to think I don't think this is what Ian asked me. <laughs> um it's okay we're spitballing and it's late so yeah. we're having a philosophical discussion at you know midnight on a monday technically tuesday now nailed, nailed it uh well let me see if i can i can pick up what, what you were putting down there I liked how you mentioned the Revolutionary War aspect about the the original trilogy. Uh, I think a lot of times people automatically go to World War II because of the the Nazi overtones that we see in the Empire's kind of like structure. Right. I think that's something that if we if we look at the Republic in the prequels, it it kind of is in my opinion making commentary on well we saw you know fantasy Nazi Germany in its full Nazi Naziness. How did it get there? I think it was kind of a lesson that doesn't necessarily get told a lot in American history class, where we're we're taught about we're we're taught about World War Two when we went into World War Two. The the Nazi Germany was being bad and bullying a bunch of people, and we came in as the heroes. But we don't tend to focus a lot on how it got there. And I think that was kind of the message. One of the messages that the prequels was trying to tell us is that hey. If you get wrapped up in the bureaucracy of things and you don't pay attention to who's controlling the systems and you're not active in in recognizing that, you too can end up in a weird empire situation. I think that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, you kind of... <laughs> you're feeding well, off you what were, I you were, you were, uh, You, you kind of slowed your train there, so I was trying to reconnect the tracks. Not an actual train. Going not, not a real train. No, you, obviously. Well, then where where do the where do the sequels come in on that episodes uh, seven and eight? Kind of in that thought process. Do you think? That's a good question. The because uh, we don't really see what's going on with the Republic because uh, it blowed up. They're, yeah, they're not so much. We have the First Order coming in, and I don't think it's established that they've taken over. They're just another extremist group like the resistance that just happens to have the power to take the galaxy Uh, force awakens they they've come out of hiding basically but they're finally like showing their showing their cards right one could say to the galaxy and the last jedi i think the timeline is only a few hours so we don't 
we don't really know what the extent of the First Order's control is, because if that movie takes place 10 minutes after The Force Awakens, that means that it was only a couple hours that the government was, like, the ruling government was destroyed. Right. So we really don't know what, like, it's it's literally chaos at the moment. There's, we have one group that is able, like, probably has the uh, facilities to take control of the galaxy and a group of around 20 people on a Corellian junk ship. <laughs> a piece it's, of junk. It's just a piece so, of junk! Um, I, I really don't know where that will fit in there. Like, I don't want to just say they're just rehashing the, the whole, like, the bad guys are the space Nazis thing. But, I mean, that's what they're doing. Um, and I well, think they're just using that that comparison to to try to make it stand on its own. Sure. It here here's here's the way I look at it. If if the original trilogy was we can be the heroes and stand up to wrong when we see wrong, the prequels were this is how evil begins. I think that the sequel trilogy so far is if you don't pay attention, if you if you don't take threats seriously, they can come out of nowhere that's kind of your force awakens Mm -hmm. lesson i think the the last jedi lesson at least on this on this political analogy spree that we're going on is even if you've been defeated you can't lose that hope and that fire and you have to come back and keep fighting what's for what's right like it's it's showing where where uh where the original trilogy was showing us kind of like right in the middle of being the heroes, you know, um, fighting the good em- the the empire, last Jedi, and also uh, the 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 rebels uh, TV series too is showing us you can build from nothing into a force that will right the wrongs. You know what I'm saying? That's some pretty heavy political talk, which oddly I think is something that uh, George Lucas would have enjoyed hearing us talk about considering how heavy kind of the politics features in a lot of star wars i think that's something that people kind of overlook and take for granted and i really didn't show much interest in it until i was older uh, i don't know what about you well, well i've been watching we were watching the clone wars while i was doing my comic-con stuff um a lot of the episodes that had that political intrigue were uh, to me were a lot more interesting presented in a tv show that could take its time to tell that story as opposed to in in the prequels where they didn't really have the time to tell those to say what was going on really and to really focus on it because they had to tell anakin's story they had to tell uh the clone story they had to tell obi-wan's story at least in the clone wars and in rebels being able to see those political aspects of star wars being able to be fleshed out uh, was kind of cool and kind of like I wish the prequels were longer or had been presented as a television series. I think they would have been accepted a lot more if we were able to take the time to really understand what was going on and not just kind of have to be pushed through these major events that only got you know a handful of minutes of screen time because we needed to see clones shooting things. Right. 
Not that I dislike clone shooting things. I, I, in fact, watching clone shoot things is uh, going to be a bit of a pastime for me. I am gonna go back and rewatch all the episodes. You, you got a head start on me uh, there <laughs> with the Comic Con stuff. Yeah, I just finished Star Trek Voyager, so I needed something else to stream. Hey, there you go. Well, now you're gonna be all caught up. Any, any sort of, any last, uh, I think we'll move on a little bit from the political lesson bit. Any, any last thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I'm just interested to see what episode nine is going to bring to that table. Mm. Um, I know we've heard tons of rumors about when, when the next one will take place, if there's going to be a time jump, if it's going to be, uh, take place in a galaxy ruled by the first order and Supreme Leader Ren, um. So that will that will be interesting to see how how the galaxy is going to deal with or even accept first order rule. It really seemed in the with the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi that even though the the rebels fought to bring the Republic back, when the Republic was back, it did the exact same thing that it did before and just stagnated and fell to its own corruption, hmm. which. Is you know it's its own its own interesting story that you know these these governments keep like these idealized governments continue to fail. Well, yeah, and it's it's you know the the good guys fail just as much as the bad guys do in Star Wars, and we see that in uh, you know I think uh, during our, our Jedi discussion back when we had Kai on, mm-hmm. I kept talking about the the circular nature of the rise and fall of the Jedi, and you can certainly look at you know, the rise and fall of galactic governments in a, in a similar light. You know, there's always a rise in the idea, and then the idea, people get behind it, and then it achieves its peak potential, and then they just get overloaded with, you know, all of the, the bad things that come with running a government, and they kind of implode. Well, I think the issue with what the Republic came is very similar, really, to expectations of this this new the new disney star wars film what do they call it the alliance to restore the rebellion or the rebel alliance uh, as it was called i think they saw what the, the, the old republic and uh, as an idealized version they restored the republic and it was just business as usual with a new name uh for for most people I and mean, we see in the clone wars cartoons that the trade federation still has a seat in the senate and they just they're openly you know, working with the separatists, but at the same time saying, no, we don't, and continuing to use the corruption of the Republic against the Republic, or to, to benefit themselves. And I'm sure there's going to be some stories and books that come out that show the same thing happened with the New Republic. But I don't think the New Republic was around long enough for... Well, it was 30 years. Yeah. Well, I, mm, yeah 30 years on a galactic scale? Like, as I'm long not as sure... the Empire was around. Uh, oh yeah that's that's a fair point okay well, well my original point was that it's with the fans and the, the expectations of the rebel alliances i think a lot of the hate of the new movies is these high expectations that we as fans and fans of this franchise for 40 years were hoping for for me personally i recognize that no matter our how high my expectations were they were never going to reach that so all the movies i go in with very low expectations um not that it's going to be a bad story or that it's going to be bad writing or bad cinematography or anything like that just it's not going to be 
what I wanted Star Wars to be as a kid or even as a young adult growing up. I'm not going to get the Thrawn that I remember, you know, picking up the Heir to the Empire novels at the library uh, the moment that they were put on the shelf after I returned them. Even though I never read them, <laughs> I just I picked them up and stare at the covers and just, you know, play with my action figures and pretend that I knew what was going on. I, I knew those things aren't, weren't going to happen. I wasn't going to have this. It wasn't going to have the same effect because they were new stories. And I think a lot of people like the Rebel Alliance just thought high, way too high of what was going to happen when the new the new system was put in place right. and were disappointed. Um, I haven't read any of the um, the not the new novels that are based in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens because, in all honesty, those stories don't interest me. I'm a you're a galactic yeah uh, I'm the, civil war the galactic era guy. the galactic civil war area is the, era is the the era of Star Wars I like the most. But um, see, that's 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 the thing I I really respect about how you look at these things is like you've acknowledged the fact that the stories aren't going to be what you expect from your childhood memories, but you still enjoy the universe, enjoy what comes out. And you still love what came before. You don't mm-hmm. dismiss it just because something new came out that you didn't like. See, like when the prequels came out, I never understood they like. Well, I could see, I could see the hate for them, and like I could understand where it's coming from. But I never hated them myself. Right. Um, hell, I I love the in like the indoor movies were the first movies of Star Wars I rented. So you know, already starting off with low. Yeah, the, anything the, the anything beyond that movies. is pretty good. Um, and, and again, with, with the new movies, I, I'm not expecting much from the new, the prequels, the, the, or the, with the Disney, the new Disney characters. The sequels, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't hate them. Um. Right. I, I personally loved what they did with Luke in The Last Jedi, but I also, I've come to recognize that I'm a troll, but I, I love this idea <laughs> that he looked back at the Jedi Order and said, these guys were just as corrupt as anything else. They just didn't realize it, and me bringing that back is just going to ask for trouble. I, I loved, I loved that. And yeah, the fact that people seem to forget that hate the movie that, in the end, it seems at least that he realized there was an error in that thinking, and came back. Well, and I think that that's that's an important lesson that we learn in in all Star Wars mm-hmm. is that despair is the worst thing you can do to yourself in harsh times. Mm -hmm. And that, that's one of the things that really resonated with me because, uh, as, as you know, um, I, I really got back into star Wars you know, I was always a Star Wars kid, and I always loved it and enjoyed it growing up. Um, but I, I did. I wrote that article on uh, that opinion piece where I talked about how I kind of become, I kind of became jaded and kind of a toxic fan after I was kind of influenced by the the negative opinions about the series and how th- that was wrong of me to to become that but I really got back into the series when I first moved here and uh, uh, my mom got sick my mom is a, a brain cancer survivor 
who she had a stage four glioblastoma, which is like hardcore. Not a lot of people come back from that cancer. And in my uh, kind of like haze, because the whole family, I think, was going through this haze when when that was going on, just trying to trying to get her get her better and get through the treatments and everything. And she's she's fine now. She's doing great. She's like eight, seven, seven years cancer free. It's it's fantastic and awesome and amazing. But in this haze, I just was like turning to all my old escapes, all my old entertainments to, to try to just find something to to help through it and star wars was the one thing going back and watching those movies and and getting back into the fandom like that was the lesson that i learned the most from uh weird considering you know i was uh in my 20s (laughs) when i learned that lesson from star wars but it was despair is the worst thing you can do uh to yourself in in those crisis times and that even if your government's collapsed and, you know, the Jedi are just as corrupt as everybody else or, you know, the Confederacy didn't turn out to be what you thought it was or, you know, the, the, the New Republic was just as bad as the Old Republic with all its problems. Like, you can always move on from that. You can always fight to make it better, even if it doesn't work out. And you can persevere and push through that and come out the other side and just knowing like, yeah, you know what? Instead of wallowing in the mistakes of the past, I'm going to learn from those. I'm going to move on and become stronger. I think that was a huge lesson that people overlook in The Last Jedi, especially uh, with Luke's arc. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was, was, you know, I think that was... uh, the lesson that resonated most for me for me in all of these films uh how about you was there any particular lesson or uh kind of wisdom uh within star wars that really hit home from you at any for you at any point in your life uh to be perfectly honest like i can't really think of any um it, it may there may be something there and it's just something that's it's like that I just do that I don't realize right. was it's because just, it's, of Star Wars. It's ingrained. Because I, I don't mean, really... like, we're sitting in my dining room, uh, and I can look around and spot thirty something Star Wars related items just around my apartment. <laughs> so, like, I think my lesson I, I learned was I'm a sucker for advertising. <laughs> uh, I like I like toys. I like shiny things. Um, I think I have spent too many years being a. Uh, vocal uh, supporter of the Empire to troll people um, that like the, like the lessons like life lessons I learned from Star Wars is more of uh, oh man I don't, I don't really know how to put it but like the interactions with other people through Star Wars were we can make jokes at each other, but at the end, still like appreciate each other's point of view mm-hmm. on on different things. Um, well, I think I think that's a that's a that's a pretty good lesson there. Like it, the, it's more of a meta one, but yeah. it's you know it's like you can you can like a thing and dislike a thing and give your friends crap and poke and prod each other, but at the end of the day, all still 
like revel in those differences because you all like the same thing. And I, I think that's a good lesson for what more people need now more than ever is that it, it really feels like that in all things it's it, there's an us versus them mentality. Yeah, it's and really become that. Um, I know you're saying that like in the early films there is no gray, but right. for a fandom there should be. Yes. There's, you should be able to go, the movie was meh, or I don't like that movie. And then your friends go, I don't like that movie. Let's go get a beer. You know, something like that. And Yeah. At, at least in, in the last couple of years since the Disney acquisition, it, it's really felt like uh, you either hated this movie and you're a good person, or you love this movie and you're a good person. And if you're anything else than my opinion, you're a terrible person. Right. And you don't deserve your own opinion. And that's, that is dumb. That's so yeah. dumb to me. And it, honestly, Even though I'm a troll. Yeah. Dumb. Well, like, I, I, I know you. And so I know when you are trolling. And God, not the audience knows by now. Because I, I like, I know when you're trolling and when you're, you're, you're serious. And I don't think enough people, uh, including myself in other aspects of my life, not necessarily Star Wars, but... I find it's a struggle to sometimes take, like, not take things seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that, like, we all really need to chill and be like, look, you know, like or hate something. It's not it's not worth getting this serious about it. Um, well, a, a good example of, of that um, in fandom is... The, the friend I went to Comic-Con with, who I did the Star Tours costume with, she is not a fan of The Last Jedi. And she was a fan of The Force Awakens. She loved Rey. We did a Sith Rey costume for her a couple of years back. And it was right. And uh, when The Last Jedi came out, she kind of lost faith in Star Wars, at least in the new Star Wars. We've, we've talked about it a few times. Um, I can see the point of her issues with the franchise. But at the end of the day... Her and I are still friends, and her and I did a Star Tours costume thing together because she's still a fan of Star Wars. Right. She just isn't sure how to think of the of where it's going, and right. we really won't know where the new movies are going until nine happens. Right. Right, and you know, I think that that's a good lesson too. Is that no matter what you think of one piece of Star Wars. Like, for example, I hate the time travel. I don't like it. But it's one piece of Star Wars. Ian is, of course, talking about the time travel in Star Wars Rebels, where Ezra uh, travels to the world between worlds, where there are many portals to different places in time and space. And he saves Ahsoka. Bleh. And I maintain my bleh about that particular part of Star Wars, but... It's not going to crush my love of the franchise. It's not like The Last Jedi didn't crush Catherine's love of the entire franchise. No, she's still a big Bando fan. Yeah, so it's there. there's there's room for that in the fandom. Now, the, the podcast that kind of brought this rabbit hole about was Tatooine Sons. And like I mentioned before, it's a multi-generational perspective, which I think is really important with Star Wars, and it's not something that we look at a lot. It's, And I think it's just as important as 
multi-generational perspective is just as important as any other diverse perspective on on the franchise and in in our in 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 anything in our lives so if if you could pick something from star wars a lesson or a uh, a state of mind or something that you think is really important for us to give to the next generation of fans through the medium of star wars what 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 do you think would be a good thing to to pass on or what do you think is a good thing that we've seen being passed on in the current media for star wars uh to me star wars has always been a pulp a, uh series so the flash gordon the, the kind of things that the original or the the, uh, the post sequels were i love saying that uh <laughs> were based on these high adventure swashbuckling tales right and what i what i think is the most important thing about star wars is to pass on that anyone can be a hero mm. i think of course in, in star wars right now at least in the last three trilogies it's been uh anybody who's also a magical wizard is uh <laughs> can save the galaxy but oh they had a lot of help from non-wizards right and i that's what i'm excited about the anthology films is that we'll get to see we won't it won't be force users saving the galaxy it will be anybody and everyone which i think is a, a very important thing to 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 tell kids that it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are or what you look like that you can make a difference i think that's something we talked about too when we were talking giving our last jedi discussion episodes uh what that's one of the reasons that i personally really like that ray isn't a skywalker Mm -hmm. she isn't a kenobi she is somebody who came from one of any bajillion of backgrounds a person can come from and she still could be the hope and the hero Mm -hmm. um i agree i agree with you i think that's a really important lesson and i think we're seeing that more and more with uh with the Disney acquisition, honestly, Rebels had that really strong, you know, you can come from anywhere and still... As long as you have force powers. No, it's not just... <laughs> but think about it. It's not just Ezra and Kanan who were the heroes, you know? Uh, Ezra and Kanan were part of a team. They were part of the Ghost crew. And Hera and Sabine and Zeb uh, and even Chopper all played a part in shaping... You know, and, and being heroes, they were heroes as a team. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I think that is. Uh, I agree with you. I think that's probably the the best lesson that we can pass on to the next generation of Star Wars fans is that anybody can be a hero. Anybody can be a part of the heroic solution. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a weird thought because we get so many complaints that. The Rey is a Mary Sue, or like these different female characters that have popped up in Star Wars as heroes are can't do anything wrong. They always get everything right and whatever. But Star Wars is perfect for that. Yeah. Because Star Wars is that. Yeah, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, we don't need. I don't need my Star Wars to be the Dark Knight. I hate the Dark Knight, and I don't <laughs> hate the Dark Knight. That's. I just hate what it did to cinema. Um, everything had to be dark and gritty and realistic. We don't need that. Yeah, like uh, we, that... Just, we just watched the Shazam trailer, and DC is finally embracing 
its ridiculousness of comic books. True, and but if they DC had done that earlier. It would have they would have made a better franchise. They also are releasing a Teen Titans show, and where one of the lines is "F Batman." So yeah, but dark and gritty. It's EW. Don't yeah. worry about it. Uh, or CW. CW. Yeah, fair enough. That's their whole thing. It's, yeah, it's all all their shows. Teen are, angst. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and there's a place and, for that. If you're gonna do that, that better be the right Robin. <laughs> there's one Robin that works for it. It's Damian Wayne. It doesn't work for any of the other Robins. Uh, I would argue Jason. Oh, Nathan, Todd. Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. Drake. Nathan Drake. I'm, the, I, I of wanna, Uncharted fame. And I'm absolutely agreeing with you on who you said. I said Nathan Drake. You were oh, you were Drake. thinking of Tim Drake. Yes, and that's not who I meant. No, you meant Jason Todd. I yeah. I, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> J- J- Nathan oh. Drake. Nathan Drake for the next Robin. Welcome to Hot Topics, a DC <laughs> Universe podcast. Uh, Ian, real quick, because you are the Batman person, and I am the potato one, uh, which is ironic because you're from Idaho. Right. Uh, Jason Todd is the one that was killed by Joker? Correct. He was the one that fans voted to... To be killed? To be killed, and then he came back as uh, Red Hood. The okay, Red which, Hood. Which one was Nightwing? Uh, that was Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson okay, became so he's Nightwing. the first... First Robin, yeah, right? Dick yeah. Grayson, first Robin, became Nightwing, and then it was Tim Drake, I think, uh, or no, then it was uh, Jason Todd, who that who got the the he got the stuff. jokered, he got jokered, and then it was um, Tim Drake who became Red Robin, and then it was Damian the Burger Wayne. Place? Yeah, he became a burger joint. Or had, um, which you know you, you fight crime with food and tastiness. And he gets hungry. Yeah. And then Damien Wayne's at the end somewhere. Yes, true. And then, uh, oh, Batman Beyond. Oh, Wayne. yeah, dude, Batman Beyond was awesome. What's that guy's name? Um, it's something futuristic. All I can hear in my head is the theme song for Batman Beyond now. Well, now all I can hear is X Men. That was the thing. <laughs> that was the thing. We were sitting with, with, uh, our friends at, at Comic Con when we met up. It was like five of us, and we're all sitting there, and we're talking about Star Wars, and like randomly, just like it did now, the the conversation segued into other pop culture, and then somebody just like mumbled the the, the first bar to the X Men theme, and it's just this table in the middle of a Marriott pool area, just all of us randomly going, yeah, but no energy, no energy, the most like apathetic to the theme song you have ever heard. But it was all five of us. It was oh, that's what it was. I forgot about that, which is dumb because it happened two days ago. Good times. Good times. What were we talking about? Star Wars. Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne. He's got father issues. He does. You know who else has father issues? Razagul. Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, Barbara Gordon. Yes. And walking issues. Oh, that's not okay. But back to Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, this Ra's was this Ghul. this is yeah, Ra's Ghul. This was a much more profound, I suppose. I mean, I think it was profound, but it's also almost one a.m. So if this could come out and everybody's like, Ian, what are you talking about? But my I, alarm says it'll go off in four and a half hours, so I can get to work. Ooh. <laughs> and edit the. Mm-hmm. 
uh, previous episode. Yeah. Also, I'll probably edit, no. I won't edit this one tomorrow. Nah. I mean, I don't know how time works. Time works. Time is a construct. I don't wear a watch. If, you, if any of you have out there were like, why would I ever want to see the movie tag? It's go, it's go rent it. Go rent it. Uh, it's worth a rent at the very least. It, it's up there with dodgeball and like just ridiculous. Why was this made? What a dumb concept. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Right. Sort of thing. Also, Hawkeye broke both of his legs on the first day of shooting. <laughs> and uh, he's a pretty red guy. Yeah. Red guy. Doesn't red, uh, doesn't fit anything. So, uh, w- w- one one other lesson I've kind of learned from the, uh, the experience of The Last Jedi and Solo, I think is one that you have already learned. Which is, you know, you, you talked about keeping your expectations kind of realistic for, for these films. I don't want to say low because I don't think that really, I don't think that really implies, I think that it gives the wrong connotation yeah. to what you're trying to say. But, like, keeping your expectations realistic. And one lesson that I've learned is to take speculation with a grain of salt. Like I've I've actually kind of stopped. I'll skip over parts in in some of the podcasts that I listen to, which I love these podcasts. But I'll skip over some of the parts where people are really doing heavy speculation into oh what's going to happen in episode nine or what's going to happen in the the last season of Rebels that's coming out or Rebels bleh, Clone Wars that's coming out. And I I've kind of stayed away from that because I think that was one of the things that kind of added fuel to the 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 recent fire we saw which was uh, people overhyped their own expectations like you were saying before and they overhyped their own theories and when those theories didn't become true it just kind of added unnecessary angst to the pot i've really taken a step back and i i don't get me wrong i love to speculate on on story stuff but i've really reeled that in and uh, kind of taken a step back from that portion of the fandom because I don't want to make an assumption about something, have it not come true, and then be upset about that. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So that that's a, that's a meta lesson I took away from the whole thing. Going back to the, the, the next generation of Star Wars fans, too. Like, honestly, the thing that's most important to me is that these kids and they're kids they are kids they get to see star wars the way i saw it when i watched the phantom menace in theaters when i watched the originals on vhs for the first time when i saw the prequels on the big screen i want them to have that experience of awe and excitement the childlike wonder that i think even though we're still fans of this great series and we would like to think we still retain some of that, like we need to let them experience that. With the internet being what it is right now and the ability to say whatever we want, I think it's it's our responsibility to keep that kind of... The, uh, the older speculation and arguments kind of the the stuff that we we deal with as the fan in the fandom both positively and negatively kind of keep keep that separate from the kids and just let them have their star wars even if it's not what we expected to them it's going to be 
their introduction to this world. And we owe it to them to let them experience Star Wars the same way we did when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the most important thing for this next next generation of Star Wars films isn't isn't for us old, old and sweaties to uh, to get to, upset to borrow, with what's going on. Yeah, to borrow to a be, phrase from from the Black, the Black Series, Series Rebels. Rebels yeah, uh, but for us to be excited for to be excited for the next generation of of fans and you, you yourself grew up on the prequels yeah i did and you could probably say that that's where you probably developed your first real fandom of the star wars i would yep. say i had um, a i had now a... imagine imagine if me being older was just constantly telling you that you're wrong for like your star wars is wrong you wouldn't i mean that happened obviously yeah uh but <laughs> not i don't feel to the extent of how it is it, it happened today yeah, and it happened when I was a teenager. I, it I would happen. hate it if if a child enjoyed the movies was told that the movies were bad and that they were wrong for liking the movies, and then didn't want to have anything to do with Star Wars because someone older than them told them that what they liked was wrong. Yeah, there was something that's, that's that that that's the thing that sucks about what's what's going on in the there was, right now. For there me. was something that happened a little while ago. Uh, me and roommate Mike went to go see a movie. Uh, we saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. And as we were going into the theater, there was a family coming out. And the dad was kind of talking about how... Uh, loudly talking about how the, the, the jokes in that movie all hit. Whereas the, the jokes in The Last, uh, the Last Jedi uh, were all terrible. And the dude like turned around and loudly was like... Yeah, you know, it's just too bad that The Last Jedi sucked at the top of his lungs. And it didn't bother me that he was saying that to us. It didn't even bother me that he was yelling it, you know, out in public. What what really bothered me was thinking, is, is that getting in the way of his family's enjoyment of the movies? You know, like, are his kids not allowed to like them? Which is kind of what you were, you know, you were talking about. Exactly. You know, and that really bothered me. Um, but you know, it gives me a lot of hope when I when I listen to, you know, Tatooine Sons and I talk to uh relatives and friends who have young children uh in their lives and how they're having positive Star Wars experiences. You mentioned on the last episode, uh uh your friend Catherine's nephew was walking around with a Boba Fett helmet, just just loving life, you yeah. know. And it wasn't like it, it was one of the cheap rubies, uh, uh, two piece velcroed together helmets, and he didn't care. Yeah, it was a Boba Fett helmet, and he loves Boba Fett. So I mean, he he probably doesn't know any of the backstory behind Boba Fett other than what his his cousin has told him and the handful of scenes he's been in a movie right but that's all he needs to like that character and love the world so that that to me you know shows that there are there are great people out there doing you know letting their kids love the thing that is the new star wars even if their opinions personal opinions are of them are not the same so we did some we did some late night uh thinking there Anything else to add it, it uh, was late. before we wrap it up there? Uh, 
No. I feel like if I started saying more things, it'd be things that were already said about 30 minutes ago and I'd already forgotten. I am almost certain I've repeated myself. My brain. I am almost certain I've repeated myself and you at least several times in this <laughs> podcast. So uh, we'll see how that goes in the edit. Um, well, I think that'll wrap it up for today. Thank you very much for joining us today on another episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. If you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, ask us a question, leave us a comment about this or any other subjects we've talked about on the show, please, 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 please feel free to do so. Uh, we would be super stoked to hear what you guys have to say about it and uh, maybe uh, talk about it in a future episode uh, on the air. So uh, let us know what you think. Uh, you can find us at hothtopicspodcast.com. You'll find all of our episodes up on there as well as any additional articles and opinion pieces and projects that we've been working on uh, outside of just the general podcast. Yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, I'll have actually posted the finishing parts of my Comic-Con costumes by now. Well, by the time this one comes out, I certainly hope so. <laughs> yeah, or I might have just given up entirely. Who knows? Uh, the future's weird. Yeah, it's all wibbly-wobbly. Time travel. Stuff. Ding. Um... If you want to send us an email, please feel free to do so at sending us an email at hothpod at gmail.com. That's hothpod at gmail.com. And if you want to tweet at us on the tweeters, tweet, the tweeters, it's uh, at hothpod. You can reach us there. Um, I think that'll about wrap it up for tonight. Yes. I've been in. I've having a hard time coming up with ways to deflect this question <laughs> one day he'll say he is john thank you very much everybody we will see you next time and may the force ever be in your favor it's not stopping i know i just i i'm not fast enough to until i can think of months. another franchise to steal stuff from i'm sure that'll or come hunger games in it Hot